virus, weather, whatever. We do what we got to do, right? To, to be the church, to, to gather, to worship, to lift the name of Jesus high, and to keep, keep moving forward. So um, we're going to continue on in our teaching series about prayer. And we're going to look at today the idea of prayer being a team sport, why it's a good thing that we would pray together, both like in a in a in the same geographic space, but also invite other people into what we're bringing before God, whether it be celebrations or um, needs or, or anything like that. So, I put together a list of some of those reasons, and we're just going to kind of kind of kick them around a little bit. Um, the first one is that we pray because it uh, it we pray together because it helps us transform each other's character. Here's what I mean by that. Over and over again, we hear in the New Testament, Paul saying things like, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And we learn from, from brain science that um, relationships are much more powerful at transforming our character than our facts and knowledge, right? So we come together and we pray so that we can um, guide each other into that, that character development. There is a, a school of thought called mimetic theory. Like, a, remember the old mimeograph machines? You folks are a little bit older. Um, and that's the idea that our relationality shapes us more than our rationality. Our relationality shapes us more than our rationality. So when we come together to pray, right, if you want a praying family, you pray with them. If you want a praying church, you pray with them. So that's kind of what I mean by transform each other's character. Another reason that I came up with is that it's um, along the same lines as a good example is we're teach, teaching younger generations. That would be younger chronologically, mm -hmm. but also younger spiritually. Uh, for those of us who might be newer to the idea of inviting other people into our prayers or physically, physically praying together. You know, we got some really great feedback about last week's time together, both in Stratford and in Trumbull. Um, and one of the things that was really encouraging to me about our, uh, our larger group discussion was the, the multi-generational stuff that was going on, right? We had, we had Paige in Stratford sharing some stuff, and then Norbert sharing some stuff, and then we were in Trumbull, and we had Steve sharing some stuff, and then we had Bill sharing some stuff. There's um, people on both ends of those spectrums and in between sharing their experiences, and as we come together to pray, we can learn from each other. We get that youthful energy and enthusiasm and um, an approach to God, and then we get that the wisdom and life experience as well. Yeah, and there's just like the practical thing when you're a new Christian, praying out loud is really intimidating, yeah. but listening to someone else pray and hearing how they might use some scripture or they might just be really honest or they might just be pause and not say anything is like, and all of that's okay, is like a really... It's an awesome way to learn how to pray, is to pray with other people. So next up on the list is uh, we come together to pray to encourage one another. And I, I kind of had in mind that verse in 1 Thessalonians about um, how, how we're to, to keep on building each other up, mm. to pray without ceasing. Um, and I think about times in my life when uh, the things that I was praying for, the things that I was bringing before God were so big that I couldn't carry them by myself. Mm. And other people joined in um, praying those prayers with me. Or even more extreme, those times when I just ran out of words and I ran out of energy. And so many times I can think when, when friends came around and just held me and my family up in prayer and, and kept us going. So that's what I mean by we pray together so we can encourage one another. 
Did you have something about your prayer pod? Oh, our prayer pod, my prayer pod. Yay, my prayer pod. No, <laughs> we were just talking about this this morning, actually, that um, the being able to share burdens or um, in the waiting, when you're waiting for answers, it's just such a comfort to know that other people are there with you and that you're not by yourself, you know. And some of our prayers are to do with kids that are a long way away at college and things like that, and it does help you feel not so isolated and not so alone in the waiting and in the trusting um, as you're putting things out there from your heart, really, to God saying, please, you know, fix this or answer this now. And sometimes you don't get an answer straight away, but having people sitting with you is like such a great way to wait. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, sometimes when I've been praying with others, um, one thing that really stands out is it can be such a great reminder for me when someone's uh, adoring God or just reminding us in the room or even through a text message of God's faithfulness mm. towards us. And so um, in terms of encouraging one another, mm. it's really great um, when we get to remind each other that God is still there um, and that God is faithful. Yeah. yeah, that like you said, text message. We have a we have a friend who has come up with an emoji specifically for a prayer that she's been praying for us for a long time. And she will just drop that emoji mm. in a chat with us and just to remind us that she's She's praying with us and for us. Just really, Ooh, really I cool. I like that. We also pray together to keep each other in check, to hold each other accountable. And in those times when one of us feels like, hey, you know, I think God may have been impressing something upon me. What do you think? That's one of the, those check steps that we've been talking about, right? We ask other people to help us gauge what's going on. And I want to encourage everybody at Crossroads, right? Especially if you hear somebody who's got a microphone in their hand, one of us up front say, feel like God is impressing this upon us. We are a community trying to follow Jesus together. So if something you hear from one of us doesn't land right, um, reach out to us and say, hey, you know, let's, let's get together and pray and talk about that and, and actually do the hard work of keep each other, keeping each other in check. To open ourselves to be used by God. And I put this on there. It comes out of a verse from the Old Testament that Ben's going to read for us from Second Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So I just love that that, that direction from God starts with my people, right? It's not a direction to an individual. It's a, a direction to those trying to follow God together. And when people come together and do that, humbly come together before God, he will work in us and through us. We come together to pray to grow God's kingdom. If you guys will remember back a little bit when we did our study in the book of Acts, the, the disciples, the apostles, everybody who was with them, they were constantly praying. It, said, it says that for, they were constantly praying. They were devoted themselves to, to prayer. When they were in trouble, they prayed. When they celebrated, they prayed. And it's been said that any great move of God has always been preceded by the work of prayer, right? So if we're going to grow God's kingdom, we've got to be serious about praying. Mm -hmm. We come together to pray for healing. Book of James tells us that... Um, that we should pray for one another so that you may be healed. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we had a staff and elder retreat. And 
we were taken through some exercises to do with the wolves thing, if you remember that from a sermon a couple of weeks ago, wounds, lies, strongholds and vows. And uh, the whole concept of bringing Jesus into our wounds and, and finding healing uh, from things that have happened in the past or even emotional scars and things that are, uh, we carry with us to this day and are happening currently and just how Jesus has a place for us of healing in that. And it comes through prayer. It comes through inviting him into those moments. And it was really powerful. It was a very cool exercise to do. And we would love to share it with anyone if you would like to know more about that. But definitely the way to healing is to invite Jesus into it through prayer. Right. That's so important, right? The, especially today that those prayers for healing are not just about physical healing, but mm. spiritual, emotional, mental healing that mm. all, all fits in there. When we pray together, it is an act of worship. I've said a lot. You guys are probably tired. One of the things you're tired of hearing from me is that prayer recognizes not only our need for God, but it also recognizes his ability and desire to meet those needs. And that's what worship is, right? We respond to who God is and what he does. You yeah. had some thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. I love that because when Brittany and I, we talk about uh, worship music, and we usually say that uh, the, the worship that we sing is just our prayers set to music. Um, and so uh, when we're lifting up these songs of praise, songs of confession, um, songs of uh, thanksgiving, um, and even songs of supplication, uh, where we say, Lord, I, I need you, um, it's just such a, a powerful way for us to continue those prayers. And I think about times where I've been in a group of people and we've been singing and praising together and it flows just seamlessly between music and prayer. And then we just start adding music to prayers and uh, it's all just combined together as part of worship. And so um, definitely love, love that connection there. So you guys, that was just a, a quick list of some of the reasons why prayer is a team sport, where we should be praying together. Yes, it's important for, to have that individual conversational relationship with Jesus, but he also calls us as his people to come before him. Amen. Up next, we're going to hear from some of our Crossroads family um, sharing their experiences of praying together. Hi, Crossroads. Matt here. Kate here. Uh, and we were asked by Tom uh, from one of the questions, or based on one of the questions that he received on his prayer series, to talk about how we pray as a couple together. Um, so the first area that we wanted to talk about in terms of praying together is just what it looks like in our life. Um, so our, the main time that we pray together is before bed. Um, that's kind of the best time just for both of us in terms of being alert and um, able to focus and also just both being available. Um, we typically read a psalm first. Um, sometimes we read Proverbs. We, you know, kind of go through a schedule on that. Um, then we could talk about our day and check in, let each other know how we can be praying for each other. Um, and then we also have some recurring categories that we pick at the start of each week. Um, so, for example, one of our categories is something about the world, and we'll pick something that's going on, and then we'll both pray about that for the week. Um, I know that sounds very um, 
scripted, but I find that it's helpful for us, um, especially praying together, because then we kind of know what's coming up. We've kind of talked about it in advance and we know um, we both ha have the same stuff on our mind. Um, I usually start with adoration and praise, um, and then we pray for each other, and then we pray for those items on our weekly list. Um, and then we also pray before meals. We pray for each other at various other times, especially. Um, but yeah, our main one is that time we pray before bed, and that's kind of our structured and organized prayer time. This prayer rhythm that we have is definitely something that developed over time. It's not something that we, you know, started out with at first. Um, when we first got married, we um, started praying together uh, mainly because um, we uh, together went to uh, went, went through premarital counseling with um, a pastor um, uh, and his wife, who um, we trusted very much. Um, and they he, uh, both of them emphasized that um, having a, a rhythm of prayer and a habit of prayer together. Um, is something that's really important. So that's why we started out. We originally um, began uh, praying together in the evening, simply, you know, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? And we found over time that that our routine got uh, very routine. Um, we would say, ask for the same things, the, the same thing that we'd be praying for one another. Um, and we found that over time, as we uh, had these week-long things that we would pray for in different categories, it really opened up um, the things that we would talk about and the ways that we would pray for one another. Um, and we would pray a lot more deeply than uh, simply uh, a rote repetition of praying for the same thing for each other over and over again, using the same words and not really thinking about it. Um, and then the question that I guess some people asked uh, when Tom asked for questions about prayer was how you got over any initial feelings of discomfort of praying out loud or praying together with someone else. Um, I think like Matt was saying, the rhythm and repetition helped with that. Um, initially, it was kind of just praying for each other. And that was, you know, the initial rhythm was very simple, like, uh, how's your day? How can I be praying for you? And we've kind of built it up over time. Um, and I, I do think having those things that kind of focus us together um, to pray for our country, to pray for the world, to play, pray for church um, at various points in time. Those have all been categories that we've had. Um, I think that helps us kind of be focused and not be so worried about what we're going to pray about or what the other one's going to pray about, but um, keeps us kind of united and moving in the same direction. Um, and I think that also made it easier to talk through. Um, and in terms of just praying out loud, I think um, just not expecting it to sound a certain way. Um, we both, as You've probably even noticed just in this talk differently as people and we both pray differently and that's an okay thing um and then the final thing that i think is helpful is um while it is important to pray together and it's also something we do um are trying to build in as a rhythm with our son and um at praying as a family we try not to make that be like our only connection with god um we both also you know, pray and read the Bible on our own. And um, I think that, that helps, kind of like we were talking about last week with the whole concept of like when one of us is going through a wall, um, like if I am and I really am struggling with hearing from God, um, knowing Matt is praying for me and that Matt does, is hearing from God and is encouraging me um, is important. And I think um, 
Matt wrote it very nicely in our notes here. He wrote that knowing that it's part of a life of prayer, not the only prayer in our lives helps. So um, I think it's a very, very important part to pray together, but, um, and both as a couple and as a family, um, but I also, we as individuals, and I hope someday our son also will be wanting to pray to God himself. Um, and I, we also encourage that. Thanks, Crossroads. Hope you're safe in the snow. We are the Taylors. I'm Scott, and this is my wife, Kathy, and we have been attending Crossroads since the past summer. We, we love the church and the people that we have uh, become acquainted with, and I've been involved with uh, Bible study and prayer, and it's been a blessing to get to know you guys, and we've been asked today to share about our journey of prayer. Specifically, how we pray as a couple. So we started praying together when we were in college. We both uh, have a very vivid memory of it, which means it was either mm -hmm. monumental or really scary. And, Terrifying. Yeah, and think it was a little bit of both. Uh, quite awkward, actually. We were on a retreat for college-age students, and we can both picture the hallway where we ended up deciding that we were going to start praying together. And it was very awkward to do for the first time. Um, just would encourage anyone who hasn't done it, take the first step, know it's going to be awkward, and just be comfortable with that. Know it's going to be awkward. You ride a bike the first time, it's awkward. The more you do it, it becomes a habit. It becomes natural. But uh, don't let that stop you from starting, just begin. And so we just decided to, to do it. And I want to encourage the guys um, to take the first step. You know, I, th I think our culture says that a guy that prays is a guy that's weak. And I think we should own that, that, you know, we do pray because we are weak and we need God and we need God's power and his direction and his wisdom in our life. So yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of awkward to start, but it is well worth the journey of making that effort. And why we started, uh, one, it's, it's commanded uh, to pray, but specifically to pray together. I think Jesus prayed for unity of Christians in John chapter 17, and that applies very much to, to couples as well as just Christians in the church. And we can have a lot more unity if we pray together. Also, when we were in college, it was the 1970s, and there was a cliche that was thrown around all the time that the couple, um, if you pray together, you'll stay together. And even though that's a cliche, and it's very old-fashioned, it's absolutely true that praying together um, solidifies your marriage, it, it solidifies your commitment, and it just makes you closer. And so that's one of the reasons we just decided it would be great for our relationship yeah. to do that. And we, we started on that retreat and we decided to make it a habit. And so we prayed together um, every night. We were at two different colleges. And so our connection usually in the evening was by phone, by pay phone. So we would be sitting Scott in his fraternity and me in the end of the hallway in my dorm on a pay phone. And we would pray together over the phone. I can remember having a stack of quarters that I'd have to keep feeding in for another 10 minutes. So yeah, but uh, we still pray together, even at distances. Um, you know, if I'm traveling or cast away, we try to connect through uh, our, our prayer right through the phone. 
And uh, I encourage you to, even at distances, to continue to pray for the phone. I'd also like to say, too, that, you know, when you start praying, just have short prayers. Um, there's nothing that says you have to have a long, long prayer. Um, short prayers are good. Maybe at the beginning of the day before you go to work, you uh, just pray, God, guide us today, protect us, keep us strong. Something as simple as that. At the end of the day, you know, just thank him for keeping you strong and guiding you through the day and his protection. So start simple, uh, take the first step, and your prayer life will develop as time goes on. So that's been our habit. At the beginning, we prayed uh, every evening and just kind of reviewed the day, what was coming up the next day, what things could we pray for. Uh, recently, we've also, since we have a little more time now that we're mostly retired, we pray at the beginning of the day also for the things that are going on and the needs that we know. But find a rhythm that works for you. But the beginning is a great way to start and the ending is a great way to end the day in prayer. And we pray for every meal. Uh, just bowing our heads, thanking God for his provision. And at the end of that, we say that we love each other. If it's just the two of us, that's what we do. If it's our whole family, we say that too. Even neighbors, when they come over, uh, they're kind of shocked the first time we do that. But uh, it's a great way to uh, unify and let people know that they are deeply loved. We also just like to hold hands when we pray, but that's an extra bonus. Um, uh, in recent years, we've also started to use a book of written prayers. We like one uh, called A Diary of uh, Personal Prayer by John Bailey. And we found that that's very helpful uh, for having us get beyond the laundry list of things that we need. He has a lot of prayers that are for confession or helping you think through you know, spiritual issues that you want to be praying for. It's divided into 31 days. So you can do it once a month. Uh, you repeat it. And there's an evening prayer and a morning prayer. And so we've used that at various times, not every day, not every morning or every evening, but it's a great way to kind of uh, supplement what you pray yourself. Or it's a really good way to start if you're not praying together because you can read what someone else wrote and right. that might help you get in the habit. And then eventually you could add your own prayers to that. Yeah, and we just add our prayer, personal prayers at the end of those. Uh, but it is a great prompt to get us going in the same direction. And then we also started to pray um, when we had people over or when one of us was involved in some kind of ministry um, before those events would happen. And this started probably 30 years ago. One of our children um, caused this to happen. We had neighbors over and we were trying to be a light in our neighborhood. And uh, this particular child misbehaved the whole evening and really ruined any opportunity for us to have any meaningful conversation or ministry with this family. And after that, we realized there's always a spiritual battle going on and we need to be praying uh, before anything important for the kingdom. And so now whenever people are coming to our house, we stand in the kitchen a few minutes before people are due and we always pray. When one of us is going to do some kind of ministry, the other person will always pray uh, for that ministry. And we pray those prayers out loud because we realize we are involved with an adversary and we claim the blood of Christ and the power of Christ. And we cancel Satan's attacks against us. So we just want to encourage you to begin a new season of prayer. Let me pray for everyone listening to this, that God would use it. Lord, uh, we would pray that there would be a new season 
of prayer in marriages and in families. We ask that you would use these words today to encourage folks to take that step, asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.